0: Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a production of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. I'm kicking
1: with no bitches for the rest of the motherfucking week. I, I like tricking on hoes that bring me more hoes that act right. I,
0: I like tricking on hoes that
1: bring me more hoes that act right. Shit. A'ight. A'ight. I had to fall away before I got it right. Shit. I took it out of the. Shit was like, mm, fuck, it's lost a Brody in a dice game Don't, cry about it. don't worry mm-hmm. about it, shit is life, man don't Nigga, don't you it. leave, that's on God, give me time, man Got this little
0: cheese that I'ma pick up from my side They ain't know that I been uh, big stepping, Big stepping. learn my lesson If the uh, club pressing, stepping with, my, stepping with, weapon, with and my weapon You got way too many minutes. To being section, oh
1: man, shit Know this bitch ain't hit me, I keep checking. I say, how you love me, only hit me once. Oh, the, the, fuck the fuck you say dog. you love me Keep oh. me grounded, I been with in front of jump Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, sitting with my partner in podcasting across from me, E-Man Bates. e Bates, that's right, P-I-P. <laughs> Neil Richter is
0: you, and we are <laughs> back in the studio for episode of 122. What it do? Is this beats and brews? we coming back. <laughs> uh, I was
1: like, where is he going with this one? I'm trying yeah. to find it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to figure it
0: out myself. I'm in a very like happy like mode right now. Me guess. too, man. Yeah. I'm in
1: a good mood today, too. Um, anyways, kicking off the show this uh this evening was the brand new single out of Westside Boogie I featuring Shelly, a.k.a. Big Baby Drom. Um, Yeah, that's a great fucking single, dude. I'm really excited for this West Side Boogie album. I actually album.
0: didn't listen to that single
1: yet. Oh, so man. I yeah. almost forgot about it, too, and then I was, like, scrolling through before the podcast, listening to music, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about the fucking West Side Boogie song. So, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. But anyways, coming up on the program tonight, we got birthdays to get to. Uh, we got to say goodbye to a legend, unfortunately. Uh, We are back to, after a week of weed reviews, we're back to reviewing beer. Um, And we want to discuss, um, are we officially in the age of making music for TikTok? Um, And then also we uh, discovered a drug dealer who was responsible for the death of a beloved musician um, got sentenced. So we'll discuss that. Um, One of our favorite artists set a release date for his long-awaited album. Pretty excited about that. We'll discuss it. And finally, we have some sports news and something old, something new to get to. So that's where we are at with the program today. And um, I think before we get into this beers, let's celebrate the birthdays that we got. Um, uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll go. Yeah, we're gonna go with birthdays first because I want to spend a little bit of time on the legend that we lost. Yeah. Um, so uh, celebrating birthdays, we got the Mister. You can't see me himself, John Cena. Um rock and roll god that we both E Man and I are giant fans of. Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Hey. Another Best Mohawk in the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best fake Mohawk in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you call that a faux hawk? Is it, is it a faux <laughs> is that a faux hawk? I, I don't I feel like if you're not black, you don't have a faux hawk. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's a fro. Was yeah. Right? Like... yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, another rock legend who we've been discussing on this podcast quite a bit over the last month with our, um, continuation into punk rock music, the godfather of punk rock himself, Iggy Pop, um, an artist that, you know, a lot of people glossed over. I don't, real music heads don't, but a lot of people glossed over him for Elvis, even though he was making that kind of style a little bit before Elvis, which would be Roy Orbison. Oh, dude, it's funny. That's going to tie into my something old. Hell yeah. Spoiler alert. I like it. I like when that happens. Um, And then also we got um, Jersey's own who, man, I just saw footage of him and Method Man performing at Red Rocks on 420. And holy shit is Red Man still so goddamn good at performing. And Um, in super good shape. In great, him and yeah. meth, both, yeah. dude. They're like in the, it really inspires me to watch artists like that who like care, like stage, like, like race, you know, do shit. it right. Yeah, like, man. don't get all fat and like all out of shape and can't sing or rap the, the, the notes and keep up and shit. But, anyways, and then also we got Peter Frampton, uh, guitar cod, talk box god. Um, and then finally, um, who I cannot wait for them to put out music. I just found out that, um, Killer Mike. Uh, and run the jewels are going to be on the new west side I'm gun sorry, album. What? <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: trying to hold up. <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to go off on this real quick cuz I, I like I, I love go both ahead. of them. I am truly really trying to figure out how that record's going to sound. It's going to be wild. I am trying to is all of Griselda on it or is just Westside Gun?
1: Just West Well, as far as I know, Westside Gun posted a, okay. a photo of him and I think it was both him and uh, Killer Mike NLP. and LP, and it was like "Run the Jewels" uh, on the new album, and I was like, I'm "Oh just, shit!" That, that, <laughs> that track could go in so many different directions. I know. I have a feeling it's gonna be like really. Um, well, actually, I don't know. I think I feel like it's gonna be an t- more of an intense track. You know what I mean? It has to be kind of like there's no way it's not.
0: <laughs> you know. I, I mean, it's gonna be. I just don't know exactly like the level of intensity is gonna be. here. I feel like it's gonna be crazy though. I'm, oh, I'm actually,
1: tight. I remember the picture. It was just him and Killer Mike, cause he posted it for Killer Mike's birthday, and then said, "Run, or, Run the Jewels" is on the new album, and he kind of, uh, him and Killer Mike were doing the "Run the Jewels" like pose together that they that they do. So that's really tight. So happy to birthday to all of those people, and then unfortunately, his funeral was actually today. He was ra- laid to rest in New York City. Um, and that would be the drama king himself, DJ K. Slay. Um, for those of you who don't know who K. Slay is, he has been around in hip hop since the very, very beginning. And um, this is something that I just learned. I had no idea about this until he passed. Um, back in the back, back in like the 70s, 80s, when hip hop was first starting, he was a graffiti artist named Dez. And a really popular one at that. He was kind of really known amongst the uh, art community for um, his depictions on these different trains and stuff that he would do. And, you know, he made it in that career and then went on and did a totally different thing with K-Slay. And he was a, you know, longtime DJ up at Hot 97. And he was huge for putting out these K-Slay tapes, which he would put a lot of big name artists on. You know, 50 Cent, Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar, like all of these dudes he would... You know, he was early on, and he was a a super big fan of hip-hop, a super student of the game. Uh, One thing that I thought was actually kind of funny is one of of the dudes that he was on the radio with, uh, Hip-Hop Mike, said that K-Slay never used Serato. He always, till the day he died, would have uh, his interns burn whatever songs he was playing for the show onto a CD, and that was what was getting played for they the ain't fucking. Yo, no Caseley, <laughs> yo, Serato. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, "Yeah, Caseley was all super old school. He always he was very particular about his way of doing things." And you know, it's really sad that he passed too. He had just put out a Caseley tape right before he got like sick. recently, dog. yeah, yeah. Like really recently. Um, yeah, rest
0: in peace, to DJ Caseley. Yeah, man. it was really My sad, man. Legend in this in this industry that we and Neil and I both love. Yep, this, for sure. Like, field man, this is. Yeah, it's, it's just rough out here.
1: Yeah. Right? And his funeral looked like it was pretty awesome. Like they had him in a in a stagecoach carriage, um, his, his casket in a stagecoach carriage rolling through New York City. Everyone was out in the streets, you know, you can hear all the people in the background screaming Drama King and shit.
0: It was it was COVID? So I, they
1: That's what they say But what? I don't know If it's like
0: A thousand percent Known that that's I really don't it's, I hate when they chalk it up To like COVID related illness Or right. some shit like that I mean And it, it was like, like He was unwa- sick for like A couple yeah. months
1: Like it was a long battle With whatever he had And I'm not sure If that's the official word But that, that's what they said So I don't know we'll, we'll find out I guess more In the case I mean Mixtape legend dog. Mixtape like, legend it. Absolutely For sure man Um but anyways, yeah, so rest in peace to DJ K Slay, um, but uh, let's move on into something happier, and that's something that makes both E-Man and I happy, and that would be beer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so I guess, um, well, E-Man's got it on tap, so I'll have him kind of tell I you don't. what it's all Untapped about. Is, oh, uh, don't? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can figure this out Kind of wing it. Um, so we got from Chicago, actually, uh, kind of venturing out into the Midwest a little bit with the Lagunitas little something, something ale. Um, and I'll let E Man tell you a little bit dun, more about
0: dun, it. Dun. Yeah, Untapped's like not loading for some reason.
1: All right, Little Something. A Little <laughs> Something Ale by
0: Laganitas Brewing Company is a wheat beer, American Pale Ale. Uh, rated 3.8 out of 5 on Untapped, it looks like here. Uh, let me see if I can give you guys a breakdown of this guy.
1: While he's looking uh, it up, I can tell you what it says on the can, at least. Yeah, man. And it says, this is a special ale. It's kind of like one thing. It's got a whole lot of wheat. It's rich with hope, and it finishes dry. We've watched with some amusement as the beer... God, this writing is really hard to read. Yeah. Uh, mumble... or if The beer... Some... Beer something. Argue over how to classify it. A uh, Beer snobs or something? I don't know. We're in uh, the camp with... J.P. Ryder and he declares to Ray Smith that comparisons are oh, odidis- od- od- I can't this writing is so on, small hold on, on hold the game, can, I, I got can't you, read fam. it <laughs> I got some I got you all
0: right let's see here a way smooth With silky a IPA. certain thing we call a nice weedy esque ishness <laughs> weedy actually has. that's exactly <laughs> what it says. A little something, something. Oh, oh, there's a little something, something. So there's a little something and a little something, something. I think we just got a little something. There's <laughs> two different yeah. beers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta be starting something. Want a little bit something, something. <laughs> we, we
0: watch with some amusement as the internet rating our beers on how to classify it. Wheat beer, sure. Smooth IPA, you got it. Silky, weedish. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Wheatly eskishness. <laughs> I just like I love saying it if I wasn't on the air right now. Now I feel like I'm fucking it up. <laughs> Definitely we're in the camp of JP J. Ryder when he declares to Ray Smith that comparisons are odious. Odious? Odious? That's what I said. I was like I can't. The- I'm reading on- what I'm reading it on my computer <laughs> what's on the can. A little sum is fifty percent wheat, fifty percent barley. Oh, 50% wheat, 50% malted barley, and 100% delicious hoppiness. Hints of bubblegum, pineapple, light cedar and pine, tons of tropical fruitiness with none of the fruit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Uh, this is coming in at – I feel like this is a little sum sum. So that's 7.5. What's the ABV on this, bud, boy? Coming in at a uh, whopping – Dog, untap me to get this thing together, dog. I'm reading this <laughs> off the, the Laganita's website, guys, just to let you know. It is amateur hour over here. That's what it is. <laughs> 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 All right. So while we're doing that, Neil, you want to crack it open and see what yeah, you Yeah, while you're we're gonna doing that, we're going to crack
1: it up. And, you know, since he, uh, we were just speaking on him while we're having a sip of this, I'm going to play a little bit of I'm going to take it back to the it. beginning with DJ K Slay off the off the street sweeper's volume 1 here's a little Coming bit in of... at 7.5% ABV guys 7.5 all right and here's a little bit of 50 shots off DJ K Slade's street sweepers volume 1
0: they really not had ABV The, the fuck it? poppin', man? It's the drama king, man. Yo, who there? Who that? Yeah. Who there, man? Yeah, it's, it's 50 Cent, nigga. What's up, call them, call them 50. What's up, man? Super early 50s. What's up, man? I'll smack the fucking <laughs> shit out your favorite DJ, man. you know what the fuck yeah. it is, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and say something, you bitch-ass yeah, nigga. Yeah, street justice, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say something. Yo, yo, check it out, 50. You handle the bitch-ass rap niggas, I'ma handle the bitch-ass DJ nigga. All right, all, all right. right. That's how we gonna put say it down. motherfuckers. That's the sound of the man. Talking that thing, that thing, that's the sound of the man clapping that thing, thing. Yo, in my hood, we was taught not to say who shot you. Yeah. See the flash, you heard the shot, you feel it burning, I got you. Uh-huh. Say a prayer for me if you care for me, because I'm on the edge. I'm finna put a shell in the nigga's head I rock a lot of ice, I dare you to scheme on me. The fifth got a rubber grip and a beam on it Homie that took the hit on me, couldn't shoot They say I'm skinny now, but I look big in the coupe My cousin Uzi out in L.A., been tripping through the sets again I shot the fuck up, trying to rob the wrong Mexicans I write my lifestyle, your niggas is cheaters Your lines come from feds, fellas, and Don Oh, you the black hand of death, then why your name ain't great If you a pimp like Ken, or the host
1: that's a little bit of 50 shot you taking it all the way back for you. Uh, man, this beer is delicious. Dude, uh, I mean, it
0: is right up the alley of what they said delicious. Uh, Weedy IPA. <laughs> Weedy esque. <Yeah. laughs> Weedy esqueness IPA. Yeah. It's very like, it's got the, <laughs> I wonder what the IBV use on this is. Probably, I'm going to say, I can't find them. I'm going to say probably about like 40 or 50, somewhere around that ballpark. It's got like a nice little, like, piney, like, hot bitterness to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, it's weird. So it has no fruit in it, but it does have like that fruit, like kind of like aroma, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. And not aroma, but like, you know, like on the back of your tongue and stuff. Yeah. like that, you kind of kind of taste like this, like little, like. I kind of taste like what they're talking about. Like It's almost like a tropical sense in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, dude, it's, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's solid. definitely
1: more on the weedy side, like you were saying, though. And like, uh, it's not as like citrusy as like a Bell's Two Hearted or something like that. But uh, should we call them? <laughs> <laughs> it says it does have their number. Give us it. a call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely like I, don't,
0: I wonder what hops they use on this. It's probably like uh, what's a good juicy hop? Like yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, dog. It's 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 definitely like interesting. Like, it's a good summertime one, I would say, because mm-hmm. you know it's eighty degrees outside. So this is definitely something I would sip like today, so it Yep, is, that's a great. fact. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um it's, yeah, I'm going to say it's not too it's not too punch you in the face with hops either. So right. I mean, it's like really really balanced out, I feel like it's really
1: sessionable.
0: It's I mean, even for 7% it's pretty sessionable. So I'm like, yeah. It feels kind of weird to
1: drink beer. I feel like I haven't really been drinking much beer lately. Like it's been All like right. just at the podcast basically. <laughs> and it's yeah. been like, I've been kind of into these gin martinis lately, dude. you are kind of fucking delicious. And plus like it's not as dangerous as Drinking White Claws Because you're actually Tasting the booze <laughs> I'd be like Fucking White Claws Are just so dangerous man You just keep drinking Those things mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no I mean I get what you say. Like I
0: feel like Well you know what you're getting With a G and T I guess in a way right mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. The one living while White Claws is really good To like mix things with them I haven't drank Mind you I haven't tried Like a seltzer in a hot minute Actually if anything I've been fucking with Those Topo Chico's If I do have a seltzer Those are pretty good But yeah, I, I, like I haven't those. had a, I haven't had a seltzer In a hot, hot minute Dog yeah, no, me neither. I feel like that craze is kind of dying out a little bit. Mm, I don't think so. I, I think the sales... I, I feel like because it got so oversaturated so quick. Like, when was when was that whole thing with uh, Trevor Wallace? Was it 2018? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like... Or 2019, 2018? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like that whole thing, like, peaked around, like, 19, nineteen, twenty stuff like that, and then it's just been going on a downhill, and I feel like a lot of that is probably due to, like, say, like, the cannabis industry, especially with... Detroit becoming legal with Iraq right now. By the way, shout out to that. Detroit uh, does recreational weed now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought they handed out the first round of licenses and all that. So, dope. Oh, they nice. Hell yeah. yeah. man. All right, uh, let's get back into uh, the episode. Yeah, um,
1: so this was something that I had kind of uh, approached E-Man with earlier in the week that I wanted to discuss on the podcast. And it's kind of something that I've been noticing when I'm scrolling through different new songs and specifically when I'm scrolling through uh, Instagram and so, if you're from the era that we're from, we survived the ringtone rap era, which would have been, yeah, you know, baby. the uh, a lot of the snap your fingers type fucking, the ding, 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 ding. So, just, just Laffy <laughs> Taffy. Laffy <laughs> Taffy was one of them. Like, there, there was a bunch of shit, but like, the ringtone rap era, what I basically am describing is an era where cell phones, every one of us had fucking ringback tones. We all had ring this ringers is, on our cell phones. This is for you, Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> And they were so popular that musicians were making a fucking lot of money off them. They were making more money off ringback tones than they were making yeah. off like their, their album sales and shit like that. And so they kind of started shaping the way they were making music to be digestible as these little ringtones and shit like that. And um, small moments stuff like that that you could use as these ringtones. And now I feel like I'm noticing that with TikTok and the way people make music. I was scrolling through Instagram, and it sound like there's certain songs now that sound like it's made for those short, <laughs> digestible reels. And a lot of them, Absolutely. they all use the same bullshit as songs. Like you'll hear, like you know, you'll have a song that has like no relevance to. Uh, the video that it's doing, and I heard it's because people like they'll get more streams if they use certain songs and shit like that. So the, I gotta want to see how you felt about that. The game never
0: changes, man. It just mutates into something. Yeah, different, for sure. I feel like, I mean, first of all, there's there are artists out here today are still in the ringtone deals in 2022. I just wanna let that be known. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, two, TikTok is a double edged sword for me. I'd say just because from. An algorithm standpoint, it is probably the most fair chance for anybody to pop off. Yeah. Because, like, so many people... Like, the algorithms are, like, kind of leveled the playing field. So, like, it's a lot... You get, like, a lot of views on one, I feel like, and it just pops out of fucking nowhere. Like, it's actually really fair compared to, say, like like, an Instagram or something like that, as far as, like, traffic goes to, like, your page, which is dope. However, the... Double S sort of that, I feel like a lot is speaking strictly from like a musical standpoint and like quality of music. I flipping hate it. <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. So, as I said, this is the double S sort. So, like Neil was saying, yes people are making songs strictly for tiktok and that's cool like if you want to do that like if you want to make like a quick jingle if you want to do something like just pop real quick you know secure the bag stuff like that i get it do you there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever i'm not going to shit on that my thing is just from a music it really oversaturates the music game for me uh-huh. one um at the same time i feel like just the quality goes down and maybe this is, I, I i hate sounding like an old head hater but it's just like one of those things where i feel like just the quality of music is there are people
1: that it just gets manipulated you know mm-hmm. in a way to totally like, yeah and it's just ah. i kind of i think i know what you mean too like so one of the things i notice a lot of the, the music that you hear a lot of is like um like electronic pop versions of like different songs like it'll be like an old, like, fucking rock song that's, like, sped up and then added, like, a dancey beat to it or something like that, or, like... You know, the one that I fucking hate the most that I hear it so much, like, in the break room off other people's phones and shit is that... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. talking about Cleveland? The, whatever the fucking... Whatever that... Little... Oh, no, 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 no. No! no. no. <laughs> no. You know the fucking song. Me. It's played on, like, every video that someone makes where something, like... Like, a fail happens or someone falls or something like that. It's the dumbest thing ever. I have no idea what you're talking about, dog. You you would know it if okay. I just probably did the <laughs> terrible justice on singing it. But I think it's, like, from, like, an old Aerosmith song where they, like, sped up the lyrics and then kind of, like, added this stupid thing to it. No, but. in the TikTok era, I like,
0: like I said, it's a double A sword, man. It's the most fair because everybody really has a shot, like, of... Getting a video to go viral, mm-hmm. like it's actually fair. It's level. Labels are obviously looking at that now. Like I saw, like Dax, for instance, is a big TikTok rapper who actually is dope. By the way, yeah. I, I shout out to Dax. He's yeah. fucking sick. Uh, that popped off of TikTok, and it's really cool to get discovered. It's just like I'm talking for me. I feel like we're not talking about like the people who are actually talented, like and stuff like that. We're talking about the people in the game, just or like trying to game it. To where the music, you're just kind of riding coattails. I feel Mm -hmm. like in a way, it's nothing. It's no originality to it. To certain things, I don't want this to be taken out of context because I, like I said, double edged sword. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like get it how you live it, dog. I'm not mad at it. But it's—I know for a fact—it's
1: not for me personally. But get it how you live it. That's—that's that's what I'll leave it at. The other thing, there's, so there's one other aspect of it that I do think is kind of interesting, and it kind of like can be a benefit to older artists. And I think it's interesting when like an older song pops. On TikTok, and then all of a sudden, now this song from this 30, is, 40, this 50 is what years I'm ago about. are like fucking trending. Like, and, what was and my man going a, back on the charts What was
0: my man Dogface the fucking yeah, skateboarder they, dude with yeah, Sleeping Mac? Yeah. That song
1: <laughs> popped, they, they went back on the
0: charts for yeah. the first time in like 30 or 40 years. Or,
1: or uh, just recently, in, in an example, um, in the new Batman movie, it features um, Something in the Way by Nirvana that was on Nevermind, yep. and that song was popping in the movie. And then people started posting it on their TikTok videos. And now that song is back on the Billboard charts. And Nirvana's Nevermind came out 30 fucking years ago. <laughs> it's like, crazy to me <laughs> i mean none of that is surprising man
0: like, and that, that's why that I said, part's kind of cool that's what i said that like it's a du- tiktok is a double-edged sword yeah. for things like that it is so cool when like moments like that happen when old music gets rediscovered and people like the younger generation the younger crowd like oh what the hell is this i've never heard this before and then they go back in the whole catalog and then these like ogs say like a fleetwood mac gets celebrated yeah which is Yo, that's that's the cool part about TikTok. It's talking about the bubblegum watered-down shit that yep. annoys me, where everything gets kind of like convoluted in yep. a way and fad and just watered down, mm-hmm. to be honest with you and oversaturated. Yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. But I, I 100% am on the side of the creators when it comes to that, so that's why I said I'll leave my point at
1: get it how you live it. Yeah, regardless, at the end of the day, make your money how you make your money. Fucking, I'm happy for you if you're making money. Yeah, But me. I just don't, I just hope that people are still, you know, well, there is. So I don't know why I'm even complaining about it. There's definitely, you know, if you want, if you're a person that loves albums, you don't like short, I you don't know, like cheap things like that, or just like playlist available, those artists are there. People are out there making those kind of, you know, really in-depth albums. And there's also people that make the playlist shit. And the TikTok shit And there's people you know, that can do both. You know, there's, there's people that are both. Of, there's sure. a
0: lot of people that can do both. Don't let that get fucked up. Like Spe- yeah.
1: speaking of one of those people, this is a good time to transition into that. E-man, why don't you tell them who just released a uh album release date for us? Mm. Someone we've been anticipating for a long fucking time. We got dot diesel. K Dot. K-Dot release release.
0: boom. Kendrick Lamar is back ladies and gentlemen. We have a Kendrick Lamar album release date. Uh what was the album title? It was Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Was that yep, the name yep. of it? And I think it's set for May 13th. Yep, was May that, 13th. That right? You got it. Yeah. You got it. Dude, I First of all, I am trying to figure out what this album is going to be about with that name. Right. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That sounds like he's about to hit like some Ah, oh, dude, I, I have because if he goes like in the pips, like say like Motown era. Shit, I don't think he's gonna do I'm that. I'm gonna lose my ah, shit. He's doing that. I don't think he's <laughs> doing that.
1: But that I'm glad you brought that up because that title definitely leads me to believe that it's gonna be in the vein of Kendrick, um, another concept album, um, which you know he is, I think, in the front runners of um hip hop artists that uh, develop concept albums. Um, uh, so I definitely think it's gonna be that. We knew from – well, we don't know for sure, though, because he had alluded to that it was going to be more rock and roll influenced. But that was, you know, be at the beginning of the pandemic. And, right. you know, the album was pushed back a couple times. So he could have, you know, he could have scrapped that whole idea what and is, done is, something else. Is
0: PG Lang his new, like, label?
1: No, it's, like, his new – um not entertainment label, company? Like, his entertainment company or something like okay. that. Yeah. Or OK OK Lama, I think, is, like, his new, like uh, – Title or name or whatever. I'm uh, gonna say because I know this is his last Top Dog album. Yeah, last Top Dog album. Yeah, like we we, we all know Kendrick's not gonna stop making music, but I think he's gonna you know um, let kind of Baby Keem develop more over at the Top Dog camp and you know let those guys is get their ba- shine. Ba- Baby and... Keem's not on Top Dog, is yep. he? Yep. Yep. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, I think so. Shit. I don't. Maybe he's think not officially so. I on, don't or... think so. I think he's a, like an affiliate, but I think he's got his own thing.
1: He could, but um dude, it's about to be a TD summer because Ab- I didn't hear the Ab Soul single. Shit. I let's forgot play about it. that actually. Let's play a I little forgot, bit. I forgot. And
0: Ab Soul is arguably I say behind like Schoolboy Q
1: and Kendrick he would probably be one of my favorites. And independent, so let's play yeah. him. <laughs> um and, and Zay. Dude, play he you know what I really love about Ab Soul, and he does it on this song, is he's great with complex rhyme schemes. Fuck yeah. One of the best, Doug. Uh, like he's for real. really like,
0: good. Um, Ab- Absol might be one of my favorite lyricists like of the past like fifteen years, I would say. Yeah. As far as like how he like like rhymes, how he puts together patterns, how he puts together like the schemes, just his wordplay. It's just so. What he says, some crazy shit. Absol says a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah. We overseas back to back. Never wore Chanel or some shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <dog?"> <laughs> Both
1: him and Schoolboy have such like a commanding like way that they attack the vocal performance on a song. So it always gets you excited to hear it. Um, here's a little bit of that for you. Here is the brand new single out of Absol, hopefully off a new album we're thinking. Um, and it's called Hollandaise. Solo, ho
0: same <laughs> new same song Look Get up off my dick, let me talk my shit, let me show him how I feel
1: for real. Oof, off the business. rip skilled <laughs> ain't got no will for real. I
0: was standing to on central road, trying to make my dream come true from Delamo, trying to let y'all know just what we go through. I was back to back at the Bastard Shack for a pack of blacks. Ain't one no F. As a matter of fact, it was half a half of that. Stop going to church, like, what is all worth? What would Jesus do if he was in these shoes? If Johnny pull up, I'm fucked, I'm drunk. Had wrestling in the trunk, I was off that Jesus juice. Had a passion of Christ, I ain't need a Jesus piece. Just needed the people to believe in me. I ain't need an AP to put my city on an MAP. Was a fade away from banging the ECC. The OG told me stick to slaying them ABCs. Yeah. Solo, it's a shit like out that man. It's just like yeah. how he puts together. Like Soul's a genius
1: at that. That like, back to back and back to. The, uh, <laughs> it was so crazy, dude. I love that stuff. Um, yeah. Shout out to Absol. And then so back to what we were saying. It might be a TD summer because you got Kendrick on the the 13th. That's confirmed. Um, there was put pictures posted of both Absol and J Rock separately on Top Dog's account in the studio saying they're working on music. We just got Soccer Dad out of Schoolboy Q. S- SZA. SZA, that's been, you know, talked about I saw for
0: saw that. I see Inglewood Sir, like, starting to gear up for some stuff, too. Dude, I, see, it's... Like, ah! I, I mean, Zachariah <laughs> might as well drop some shit, too. Might as well. So, I'm like... <laughs> for sure. Oh, what's my man's name? Da- Who's the Lance dude? Skywalker? No, not... Well, him, too, but <laughs> Ray... Uh, what's oh, yeah, Ray Vaughn. And Reason. So, I... Is Reason gonna drop? Reason just no, dropped Reason last year. Reason probably won't. Yeah, Reason dropped last year. I see him putting out singles and stuff. Actually, he might. Reason's been busy. He could. Reason's been pretty busy, and I really like that last album a lot. Yeah. Uh, me too. I don't know much about Ray Bond. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, besides like that whole uh what was it, the L.A. Leakers freestyle, yeah. I think he did. He's besides, like, outside of that, I haven't heard much from him.
1: I like him, but he it's almost a little bit. I don't know how to describe this. He's a little hard to watch. He's mm. so intense. You know what I mean? Like watching that LA Leaker style, he's so intense with his rapping style. It's like so in your face that like you're like, whoa. It's like abrasive, but I don't know. I have to give him more time. I have and then they got the new girl too. Um what's um shit. Doe God, I'm gonna fight. No, they've got a they've <laughs> got a female rapper on T D E now. Um Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that I video. I can't remember her name.
0: It was like it was it was yeah. kind of a crazy video, actually. I gotta um, look this up because that's gonna
1: bother me. Y- Tde T-D- Doradoffraki. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hold on, one sec. Tde woman rapper. Woman rapper. 64 IBU. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Do was... chill. Do wait. Yeah, do chill. Do chill. Yeah. No, dochi. Dochi. D o e c h i i. We are terrible at pronoun- trying to pronounce all these different rappers' names and shit. Is fucking I feel hilarious. Like, <laughs> you know, like when you Google like a name and
0: they'll like have like the like s- like the pronunciation of it. I feel like we rap genius needs to just start doing
1: that. <laughs> Seriously, We're like they should. <laughs> that would be a great <laughs> idea. I like that. <laughs> That's funny, but um. Anyways, moving on into some happy news. Um, as we mentioned pretty much every damn episode, which has become kind of a running joke, uh, Mac Miller on this podcast, uh, the drug dealer who was responsible for selling his drug dealer, the fentanyl laced cocaine was sentenced to what? 11 years. Was it? Yeah. That's a fucking great. Um, and you know, um, it's, it's fortunate that it's unfortunate, obviously, that it happened to Mac Miller because he passed away, but it's fortunate in the sense that when it happens to a big, high-profile name like Mac Miller, shit gets done. Um, you know, yeah, like, you <laughs> have to have,
0: like, an example for some shit to get done.
1: Like, fucking fentanyl, dog. Like I can't for the I, life of me on a drug... Like, trying to put my head in the brain of a drug dealer, I don't, for the life of me, f- understand why they're doing this. You cut it to make it cheaper. You're killing the fucking... You're killing your, the people that are buying your product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want them to stay
0: alive. In the, in the quote of, uh, well I would say Biggie. I would say Biggie, but it was Jamal Woodler in Notorious. I ain't getting this game to be no social worker, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean it's fucked up. Like uh-huh. it's it really fucked up that that mentality, especially like somebody like say like a high profile like a Mac Miller or something yeah. like that. You, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna advocate for people buying drugs. No, yeah, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not gonna, gonna tell stop, people I'm gonna how to party sentence. either.
1: But I'm but also that. say if you are someone that parties with those kind of things, cocaine stuff like that. Test your drugs. I'm not your parent. I'm not gonna say not to do I'm, it.
0: I'm literally about to name this episode "Get It How You Live It." Get it, <laughs> Get how, it you how you live it. Live it. it. I mean, yeah. like seriously, like yeah. if you if, if that's what you want to do, do it. I'm not. Oh. I, we we don't condone any of that shit. I just want to let you know that sp- out there. But you know, do
1: your thing. Speaking of which, too, I just heard this on the radio before I got here today. Um, a giant um, fentanyl. Um, uh, shipment was seized on the way to Detroit. By the way, um, over good, fuck over em. the last few days, I think, I, mean, for I, think, real. I think they said it was like a, there was like a really hefty load too, and they said it would have been like a giant supplier for this area. Yeah. And so I want to say, if you party like that around here, know that that shit is getting put into stuff around here. You're not invincible because you have money or you think that it's good. Um, so if you're partying like that, make sure you have test kits and know what you're doing and right, dude, putting in your just, body. Ugh. It's crazy, I crazy, mean,
0: crazy stuff. Addictions, fucking.
1: If you ask me, my uh, opinion would be stick stick stuff. to the stuff that grows from the earth. <laughs> I stick to the beer and the weed and a little bit of shrooms everywhere. grows night. from the <laughs> earth. I guess the ingredients from <laughs> for beer. For sure, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, it does.
0: Um, am I saying then you go into the purity law and when we started adding fucked up adjuncts and shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure,
1: <laughs> for sure. Um. Oh, dude! Speaking of which, remember how we were talking about how, like, if there was nutritional facts on beer, like you, pr- people would probably be- reconsider like what they're drinking. I don't think so. I saw this funny little <laughs> cl- this little clip of uh, Ed Sheeran. They were like, they were interviewing about how he like I guess he lost some weight recently or something like that, and he was like. Yeah, I lost 35 pounds literally just oh. by quitting drinking beer. And they were like, Oh, wow, you quit drinking beer? Was that really hard? He goes, Not really. I just switched to vodka. Yeah, I, I saw that video. <laughs> that, that's classic. I thought that, was, that made me like Ed Sheeran a little bit more. I like Ed Sheeran because he kind of looks like Chucky Fenster from The Rugrats, and I always love that about him. You know what? He kind of looks like Chucky. I've always loved that about him, too, that he is not a classically good looking person and still made it in the world that he makes in pop music in a very successful way. On Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> he was on Game, <laughs> of, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> God. He sang a little on Game of Thrones. I it forgot is, all about no, that. it. Sure, I like it, sure. That is funny. Yep. Um, but, anyways, moving along, let's see what else do we got here. Um, I'll kick it over to E Man because there was a couple of things in the sports world that he was enlightening me on. Um, before we got to the podcast, John Morant is the fucking man,
0: first and foremost. That's <laughs> what I thought it out there like John Morant for MVP. Like that dude has been holding it down all the playoffs, yep. like for real. Like holy shit, uh, that's my first thing. Uh, second thing in the world of local sports, I want to say first of all, shout out to Miguel Cabrera for hitting three thousand yeah, hits, baby. Thank you. Yeah, dog. Ooh, Ooh. Such a big thing. Oh yeah, you saw that. So before we get into that, I w- <laughs> you saw this shit with uh, what's my what's the manager from the Yankees name?
1: manager from the Yankees. Oh, you sure, heard about is... that, right? No, I didn't.
0: So, the manager for the Yankees, so Miguel, he was up for two, he had 2999 hit. It yeah. was like a couple days before he did it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they first actually first plate appearance he did it yesterday. They too. uh they walked him. Mm-hmm. They no, they walked him oh, so he yeah, didn't yeah, get yeah, that yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, a lot of people I think that was a dick move, which arguably it could have been, but it was also like a really good baseball move because I think they had somebody on second and somebody on third, if I'm not mistaken, or somebody on third and somebody on first. It was some shit like that. Anyway, it was a good baseball decision. I get why he did it, but... Yeah, come on, dog. <laughs> you, like, I, And this is why I fucking love Detroit sports fans. I just want to throw it out oh, there. Yeah, for sure. We are literally the most loyal fan base. <laughs> we, like, ride hard for the people we love. Like, even yep. – I remember when Justin Verlander left, like, there were still signs all over the city. Oh, yeah. Like, when he won with the Astros. Matt, like, Matt Stafford, Stafford still gets all the love right now. Like
1: Stafford shows us a lot of love back, too. Dude, you, you saw the at commercial, yeah, that just right? Great. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: great. <laughs> no, man. Uh – Yeah, shout out to Detroit sports fans. We love y'all, and I'm glad to be a part of this collective. And also in the sports world, since we're talking about Detroit sports, big shout out to Detroit DCFC, baby. Yeah, Detroit City Football Club. One step below. I forgot what division they're in, but they're one step below the MLS. However, they fucking beat an MLS team, baby. You know how huge a deal that is. That is a huge deal. Like they are. People are scared to play us, man. Like, have you ever been to a a DCFC? No, I haven't. Uh, shout to my boy Josh. Sorta. I'll used tell you about it after years. this. Shout to my boy Josh. Used uh used to work with uh when I used to work at my old job. Uh, definitely hook it up. Still hang out to this day. That's my boy. Listen to the show. Uh, he took me up to the game. And that crowd is fucking intense, dog. Like it's it's a, it's such an energy there. Like the only other energy I think that matches it for me is Red Wings games. As far I really like, want to go to a soccer yeah, matchup, too. Like, that would be sweet. I mean, it's right in Hamtramck. Like they oh they nice, play at it a, is. They play on a high school field in Hamtramck. Oh
1: shit, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. tight. It's
0: like biking distance from the crib, dude. Let's go to one of those games. That'd be sweet. Down they play.
1: Uh, they play pretty frequently too, and I ticket t- tickets are only ten or fifteen bucks. Oh so, hell man, yeah. yeah, we in there. I'm in, and I want to get some Tigers tickets too soon. Um, but anyways, so I I was I said I kind of have been to a DCFC game because I sorta was that one right before this podcast. Um, I just saw right before the podcast I watched my nephew Noah or my nephew Oliver play uh, in his first soccer game of the season, and he plays for DCFC. Five and six-year-olds. <laughs> so, so he's part of the youth program for DCFC. That's what's up. <laughs> he scored three goals today when I was hey, there at the game. shout out to Oliver. <laughs> so shout out to my little nephew, Oliver, on his hat trick. Team they beat was uh, the Columbus crew, by the way. Oh, OK. For record. Nice. Yep. And then why don't you also, since we're on sports, enlighten them about the Seattle hockey team. Hmm. So a couple Seattle legends uh, decided
0: to come together and be and get get in on purchasing a team, man. I'm really excited for it. Let me see. Uh, ta-ta-ta. So, I am really excited to tonight because I'm actually a really big fan of Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> whose <laughs> yep. birthday actually just passed, by the way. Dude, fucking love Beast Mode as well as rapper Macklemore, who decided to become the minority. They're minority part owners of the Seattle Kraken uh, NHL team. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge deal, man. Well, uh, can, dude. That's good for them. Like it's really cool. Like for the culture. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Just for our culture, uh, as much as people want to deny, it, I think I, I do feel Macklemore Macklemore in this culture. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. He is absolutely in this culture. Yeah. And then Marshawn Lynch is also in this culture without a debate, too. So, yeah, for sure. So this is a really big thing. I'm just here for, so I don't get fined. I'm, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm about that action, boss.
1: <laughs> He's literally one of the funniest <laughs> human beings of all time. I love Marshawn Lynch. Oh, man. Uh, have you ever seen the video of him narrating the fucking animal plant- or the, uh, planet Earth shit? Yes. That shit's pretty funny as well. Uh, my favorite video of Marshawn Lynch <laughs> when he was
0: at, what, what did he play for, UCLA for college? I don't know. He was driving around. You know, like, the medical carts and shit like that? They just won a championship. He just, like, stole one of the medical carts and was
1: driving on the field and shit. Well, you and just he, saw what he did at, this, at the hockey game, right? No. They took him out on the Zamboni, and he was doing donuts on the Zamboni. That, that sounds about <laughs> right. I mean, that that's trash for Marshawn Lynch.
0: <laughs> uh, no, he went to Cal. Oh, okay. Close enough.
1: He was in California.
0: I knew, I knew it was somewhere around there.
1: Gotcha. Well, that is all for our topics. So let's finally get on into something old, something new, baby. Um, we had a lot of stuff come out. Um, there was three that just came out on Friday that I'm gonna wait um and cover next week for me because I want to spend some more time with them, especially because all of them were you know albums that you really want to digest. It's not just ones to gloss over. And for me, that would be Daniel Johns from Silver Chairs, Future Never. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's new album, Omnum Gatherum, and then Pusha T's Almost Dry. I listened to the Pusha T quite a bit. I listened to it once so far. Well, I mean, I've listened to a couple scattered songs throughout it afterwards, but I definitely want to spend more time on it because, man, it's good. We can say right now that it was half produced by Kanye, half produced by Pharrell. Um, I'm gonna just
0: throw this out there. I definitely like the Pharrell production better, song like those songs better. I, I love them. I love the Kanye ones. Don't get me wrong, like, like, but if I had to pick between them, like who
1: had the better like sounding tracks on the album, Pharrell. Yeah, I I, I have to spend more time with it still Until I can decide. But I do gotta say I liked the songs that featured Kanye. I know my, that much.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Dude. I Actually, I didn't like the rock and roll one That
0: was the only one with Cudi That one's okay That was the
1: only one I was like, eh the But first, everything else The was one higher. before that, though The one with the Donny Hathaway
0: that sample That shit was that great That shit is fucking yeah. great I think my favorite track on here is Call My Bluff I can't even remember 1-800-CALL-MY-BLUFF oh, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know what it is There's something about that cadence and that voice he used was just so like dope with the beat to me And I'm like, that was, that was really dope
1: Speaking of the Donny Hathaway sample I just want to shout this guy out real quick Because I think what he's doing is really cool If you go on Instagram, there's an account that I started following recently that I really think is dope called The Sample Bible. And that's literally all he posts is, like, he'll play, like, a short clip of what the original song was and then whatever hip-hop song went on to sample it. And he just did the one for Pusha T with uh, the Donny Hathaway thing that I thought was pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, so for something old for me today – Since I'm continuing on in my um, journey of punk rock music and its origins and roots, I decided I'm going to follow through to the end because I'm having a lot of fucking fun learning about this. Um, And I talked about the music that came out of Detroit that influenced the sound of punk rock music being the Stooges and MC5. And that was basically in the years of 1964 to 1969. But also, uh, over in New York... A similar thing was happening with The Velvet Underground And even though their music was a little bit more Art rock and experimental rock music Kind of like the the Stooges And MC5 as well MC5 was more punk, but the Stooges as well With some more production value There was themes and pieces That people picked out of the album That kind of influenced The punk rock sound And specifically on the Velvet Underground's album White Light, White Heat Okay. And um, that album came out in 1968. Um, and what was taken away from it as far as uh, influencing punk rock sound was how heavy the distortion on the guitars were. Um, and that went on to be kind of a almost set a standard for what punk rock music would sound like and the really heavy distortion uh, on all the guitars. And this album, it's... It's a, a trip, man. It's a really weird listen. Um, I, I wouldn't even say that it's my favorite Velvet Underground album, quite honestly, because it's so experimental. It's such an art rock album. Um, let me pull it up here. Velvet Underground. Just give you guys a little bit of a clip from it so you can hear what I'm talking about. Rest in peace. where are you The web the web browser on title is so much more difficult than the um yeah I, I, I'm not a
0: fan of like the uh browser interface compared to like the app on the phone. I agree. I, I,
1: 100%. Okay. Title, we love you though. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um so I'm going to give you a little bit of Sister Ray, which is the 17 minute and 31 epic closing of the album. Obviously, I'm not playing 17 minutes of it, um, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a clip of it so you can kind of hear that um, sound that they had. So here is a little bit of Sister Ray, Velvet Underground's White Light, White Heat. My said, as you can hear there you got the super heavy distortion on the guitars which is kind of themed throughout the whole thing um but one thing that i noticed in the lyrical content and something i've you know in my journey of learning about punk rock music that I think is really cool, is they were really, at the core of it, um, when it started, I, it transitioned into something different later, and I'll get to that later on the podcast. But at the core of it, it was really a gathering place for the freaks, man. Like, they really embraced all light walks of lifestyle. Black kids, white kids, you know, Mexican kids, trans kids, drag queens. You know, they. it was just such a place for inner city Youth movements to happen And for kids to, you know, go have an outlet uh, To rebel against kids And they were often, even times, like in the interviews I've seen Like, they hated the kids from the suburbs That would come in and, you know Try to, like, only, hijack man. it And they said mm. a lot of the times that the the hateful Elements of it, because it, they said it did Eventually kind of become, like, more Of this boys group, where it was like, you know People were getting in fights at the concerts and, and, you know, it was like more of like uh, We got rules now And you can't be part of my crew and this and that But, you know, um, early on, it was really a gathering of, you know, the young minds that wanted to rebel against something and shit. And they said the suburb kids were the ones that would start these, you know, it started getting clickier and more, you know, um, exclusive, I guess you should say. Sounds like Royal Oak. You know, it really is. That's a shot. (laughs) (laughs) It really is like (laughs) Royal Oak. But anyways, yeah, so that's what I had for something old this week. Um, Next week, I'm finally going to kind of transition into – more of the sound from New York. I think I'm gonna um, experiment into the New York Dolls. Are we going next are week?
0: Let's we, do like a CBGB breakdown or some shit.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. dude. There's actually, um, there's actually quite. Have a, you ever watched a movie? The movie's great with yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, well, that's Paul, fucking great. It
0: was it? Uh, what's my man's name? Snape.
1: Oh, I forget his name. They got from Harry Potter. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. What's his? Uh, name? What's... Oh, oh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
0: I know he's like the. He was like the owner of the club so, in that movie.
1: I think there's two different versions. Uh, there's two different movies. There's one where Alan Rickman plays him, and I think there's one where Paul Giamatti plays him. I'm talking about the Alan Rickman one. Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. He was a great yes. actor. Agreed. Um, what else was I gonna say about it? Um, I think there's do- yeah, there's documentaries and two feature films. I think about CBGB, but um. Yeah, that's what I got for you next week. Uh, New York Dolls. E-Man, what you got, buddy? I'm
0: going to keep it in Detroit, bro. Uh, So, I just got... I think you told me about this a while back, and I did not listen, apparently. Fucking sign. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, our sign keeps, keeps falling. All right, so, I'm, I'm going to try and talk and fix at the same time. All right, we good. Cool. All right. So, uh, I'm going to keep this in the spirit of Detroit, man. So, I was out last night, Uh, a friend of mine, stuff like that, and... Or a mutual friend of a friend, we were talking about music and everything like that, and you are talking about this guy that I think I believe you mentioned this to me. Now that I like hear it about this guy who this dope ass guitarist and singer or singer singer from like the seven, he was popping off in like the seventies, like just killing it, man, and just. Like, and a lot of people really took that sound. The only thing is his album really didn't sell in the U.S., but it sold over. He was re- huge in South Africa, huge in Australia, and huge in New Zealand predominantly. Uh, what I'm reading here said that in South Africa, he's believed to sell more albums than Elvis Presley, which is fucking insane yep. to me. If you guys are not familiar with we're talking about, I'm talking about The Legend of Self, Sixto Rodriguez. Uh, And I'm talking about the album Cold Fact that was released January 1st, 1970. Sixto Rodriguez is a Detroit native who actually still currently lives in Detroit, by the way. I believe he's somewhere in like Woodbridge or Cathcord or not too far from where we stay at and stuff like that. Uh, This album was super like it's just. It's ahead of its time, dog, as far as like just the production on it and the actual like the riffs he used, the vocals, like the actual content of the album as well. It's just something like that stands out. And it was just really different from the time that was going on in there. Uh, cause I mean, like in the '70s, when Detroit, you know, Motown was like king at that point, mm-hmm. right? So, well, Motown, yeah, Motown was still like was popping around the '70s, I right? Yeah,
1: for sure. This
0: type of shit wasn't really catching it, cause I know, like this MC5 was obviously around that time and stuff like that too. Uh, yeah, man, this there's just like this fuck, this flipping psychedelic like. Rock like sound Started coming out And just popping off man
1: They said to In South Africa He was like To them as to what Like Bob Dylan was in America Yeah that's He said he was Fucking he was massively the equivalent, yeah. popular They call him the sugar man For a reason dog. Yep. They, and actually, his life is very interesting in the way that he took off there, but was essentially still homeless in Detroit, even though his music was fucking enormous in different countries. And there's a documentary they made on him called Searching for Sugar Man yes. that's fucking really yes. well done. I didn't get a
0: chance to watch that yet. I was told about that last night. It's
1: queued up for me. Uh, I believe
0: it's on um, I believe it's on like Hulu or something. Yeah, like. I think it's yeah. on one of those, Amazon or Hulu, something yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah I, yeah, I really enjoy it. It did really really well overseas it didn't do so well in the u.s which is insane to me maybe
1: maybe because i think like bob dylan was probably popping around that time yeah like it's that just too, weird how like. it's weird how that works too. think about that too because you don't have any connection to the internet back then so you don't really know you know outside of your world and what's going on you don't really know what's happening could you think about could think about put yourself in those shoes could you imagine being broke as fuck here at home and not even knowing that your music was going crazy in a different country. The thing is like he actually
0: <laughs> was really trying to change shit too. Like he, yeah. he was running he ran for office several times.
1: He yeah. ran for mayor. He ran for city council. He I mean he A he lot of his lyrics were trying. like deep political and anti war protests and stuff like that too. So Yeah man. What should I play for him off uh, here? We're definitely gonna play some Crucify Your Mind. Crucify Your Mind. Inner City Blues is another really good song up yes, there it too is. Uh, as
0: well as I had a lot of cute up, like Janice, I think was my personal
1: favorite for oh, sure. Yeah. Let's play, all right. So we're gonna give you a little bit of "Crucify Your Mind" off the album "Cold Fact" by Rodriguez. Detroit, what up? What up, dude?
0: claim you got something going, something you call unique, but I've seen yourself pity showing as the tears roll down your cheeks.
1: It's a little bit of Crucify Your Mind, and you can definitely, it's funny when you listen to that, because you can definitely hear the uh, the parallels to, like, a Bob Dylan, but um, I think he has a better a, a better singing voice than Bob Dylan does. Um, Agreed. Bob Dylan, I think,
0: was, like, I, a little bit, I like the, in, like the lyrical content, like, the
1: energy for sure, but I think, like,
0: I agree. I think uh, Rodriguez was a better singer. Yeah.
1: I'll be honest with you. I saw Bob Dylan once. Um, I didn't go for Bob Dylan. I went, because Wilco and My Morning Jacket were performing and but Bob Dylan was still the closer and man that's a rough watch. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dylan's a rough... <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's not very good, man. Really? He's like cuz he's I mean he's old as shit and I and maybe back in the day it would have been tight but Wait, he barely you... you know, he doesn't even stand up. He sits the whole show. When did on, you see him? Maybe 2015, 16 somewhere oh, around sure? there. Yeah. Yeah, he's like in the 70s. Yeah, 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 for sure. But his band was awesome. His band is awesome. But him as a performer was not very good. He can't sing at all anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, he never had a strong singing voice, but he can't sing at all anymore. And the weird part about it was they didn't really do too many of his, like, hits. They were, like, almost more doing, like, newer songs, which was bizarre. So, but, I mean... I don't want to shit on Bob Dylan too much cuz he's a fucking legend and he is the man. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes a 70 something year old isn't great at performing anymore. I was actually, <laughs> you know, I was actually just looking it up. Uh I was just reading this article. It said Bob Dylan fell,
0: almost fell off stage during a sh- uh he actually almost fell off stage during a show because he was trying to come at like not fight or anything like that, but he was talking about some of the audience members using their phones during the set. <laughs>
1: uh, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Dude, honestly, I kind of like um when they take your phones in the bag things, it just makes a way more connected concert or a performance or whatever. Because it was like that for Chappelle, and it was like so the whole room was so engaged. different than that. Yeah, so I feel like comedy com-
0: So the reason for that for comedy is because nine times out of ten, especially for somebody like Chappelle or something like that, they're working on new material, yeah. and they don't want it to be recorded just yet
1: because they don't want it to leak out and other people to steal their shit. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I'm pretty sure the Chris Rock show that I'm going to be going to is uh same way. Almost yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Um, which I like it It makes it more connection How much you know? are those tickets now by the way?
0: Dude I don't know <laughs> luckily,
1: luckily we were Johnny on the spot So my f- good friend Shay and I were both gigantic Chris Rock fans I was a bigger I was into Chris Rock before I was into Dave Chappelle Like when I was a little kid I remember watching fucking Bigger Blacker and Uncut and shit And like really thinking Chris Rock was Not only funny but like really insightful Like I don't know I just really like Chris Rock But anyways um, Switching gears from that a little bit Let's get on into something new Um, and just like E-Man, I'm staying in Detroit. Um, and that would be with Jack White's brand new album, Fear of the Dawn. Hey. We kind of alluded to it last week, but, um, neither of us had spent any time with it. Um, and I got a few more listens in on it. And the first, the first time I listened to it, I got to admit I wasn't paying a ton of attention because I was kind of watching basketball and had it on in the background. But I put it on again in my headphones and, you know, I got to say, I, I really like this album, and I think at first I wasn't feeling it as much as the second listen because you have this idea of what Jack White's music is going to sound like because he's got this, you know, almost every album's got like a hint of blues and punk rock in it, and you kind of get those veins, and he did something completely different with this album, and it doesn't sound like anything he's ever recorded before. And I think it was pretty cool then to, to mention that I watched an interview with him that he did with Zane Lowe, um, and he talks about how this is the first time that he went completely digital, like he, because he said he's always been old school in the fact that he liked to record tape to tape reels and do everything analog and Makes shit, sense. and you know people he thought that maybe people would see that as like a trope or something like that or something that you know he's like a one trick pony so he wanted to show people that he can do it both ways and he made a completely digital album where he used a lot of weird effects vocal effects guitar effects and just went crazy with it and i think the end result is really good man um and apparently he's got a new another album coming out a month later that's going to be all like analog and more like um you know like old school and i think even more acoustic he said so um but this album dude it's got like there's even times in it where it sounds like i'm listening to a fucking jam band like there was a song on there that kind of remind, i think like a, a reprise at the end that kind of reminds me of like umphreys mcgee or something like that um mm. but i just think it's really cool that he's still pushing himself creatively um the only track i still don't know what to make of and that <laughs> i don't like I know, is the fucking up. q-tips yep. feature that is an interesting <laughs>
0: choice of like Cadence for Cutesy, <laughs> it really I would is.
1: Say. It's just like a weird track in general. There's just so much going on that you're like, I don't really know. I what I don't know to if I like the effect. <laughs> I mean, it,
0: it, I don't. It's something about it. It just doesn't sit right with me. I, I agree. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's I would still like. I, I, here's to put it this way: Would I go out of my way to listen to it? No. But if it came on a playlist, I'm not gonna skip it. Right. There, yeah. That's, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I agree with that statement. Um, and then also we got a shout out Jack White because. He threw out the first, I think, we, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but he threw out the first pitch of the Tigers home opening day and then fucking did a concert at Masonic Temple later that night and got engaged and married on stage. So, congratulations to Jack White on that. Um, hopefully, that third awesome. time's a charm.
0: Speaking <laughs> of, because uh, that was at the Masonic, right? Yeah, Masonic, real, yep. Real quick. Uh, so, I was rolling by Masonic last night and I was trying to figure out. So,. Did you see that? Did you see it? I
1: saw who was there. Did you? So, Doug, <laughs> I went to shi-
0: I was at Shipping Co. and I'm like, why the fuck is this land <laughs> like wrapped around the block? And then I'm kind of like peeping out the crowd. I'm like. Alright what pop star is here And I'm like sure enough It's Olivia Rodrigo yep. I'm like which by the way Olivia Rodrigo That Sour album is great i I said She's that cool before She's cool man I like her I've said
1: that before I really enjoy that You Gut actually you brought track. that up about, yeah. You were the first person To ever tell me about her And it was you were on it early Yeah No I got it like right When it came out Like yeah. I, I heard about it No I actually really
0: enjoyed it I'm not gonna go to that show But I did really enjoy that There'll be a lot of teen anger Or teenage <laughs> an- energy a lot of teen- in there Yeah <laughs> a lot of teenage angst in there yeah,
1: For sure But anyways I'm gonna give you guys A little bit of clip of this jack white um i don't know what esophobia means um maybe i'll look that up while i'm playing this for you but here's a little bit of esophobia off jack white's new album fear of the dawn (laughs) This is the one that actually has a little bit of a jam band element to it, especially in the reprise of it, because there's a second part. Well, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't, maybe it's this it's me studying punk rock music recently, but I've been really getting back into rock and roll music a lot lately. Like it's been really it. firing me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a little bit of Esophobia by Jack White, off *Fear Fear the Dawn. E man, what do you got?
0: So I talked about it like on our last episode. I briefly mentioned it, but I'm gonna give you guys a full breakdown. And by the way, her birthday is today, and we missed it on the list, so oh, I'm gonna give a shout out today. Uh, I'm talking about Sid, Broken Hearts oh, Club. Man, met... I still
1: forgot to listen to that album. Yeah, god damn it.
0: Dog, oh my god. So I don't know what it is about these R&B singers making these '80s like tracks. Man, this shit has been
1: killing
0: it. Mm-hmm. Like Sid, like this is like a real i say a tearjerker of an album in a way. Like, it really is, a it's, dude, I love concepts. I I really do. Like, it's, from start to finish, this album is just a vibe, dude. It's, like, the highs and lows of, like, what's going on. Like, it's this whole break, this whole album is just solid. Her voice literally makes me forget all my problems. (laughs) It's just so, like, (laughs) Sid is one of those ones that it just fucks me up because her voice doesn't match, like, her look, I feel like, in a way, to me, which is, I mean, which, hey, that's, Cool. That's yeah. dope as fuck, and but at the same time, her, it, musically it's just so dope, man. Between everything she does, her the internet, just like this is solid, man. But yeah, Broken Hearts Club from Sid, I can't say enough good things about how I feel about this album. It was a lot of like acoustic guitar, just like just wavy like tracks mm-hmm. going on, man. Just from start to finish. Um, uh, it almost like that first track, I believe what was it uh Cyba or Siba with lucky day on it,
1: oh I yeah, 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 that yeah. was the lead single, I believe, right uh, I think
0: that was not it
1: yeah, I think that's the song they put out like a week before the album dropped. It's just like
0: the actual vulnerability on this album is just so dope to me, and it's just like one of those ones where when you can make like lyric like lyrics like relate to people and everything's like that it's just. I don't know. I just gravitate towards that shit in the RB, man. Mm-hmm. So I really I really enjoy this album. I think Fast Car might be my favorite track on here. And like I I I gotta I've been going. I went through it like about three or four times. And I'm still it kinda switches up every time. I love the Kalani feature. All the features make sense by the way. I, I love that Smino. The He's- Smino feature is fucking amazing. Like and I gotta spend some time with me. This. I've absolutely loved everybody. Damn near everybody that came out of that camp is doing something, man.
1: Steve Lacey's been doing a lot of shit lately, too. Steve Lacey, yeah. Um, Do you think the internet's done? Or or do you think they're just going to a little break? I don't think so.
0: Between. Uh, Matt Mart her, like her- Sid and Matt Martians are gonna cook up some shit. Yeah. I have every- all the faith in the world on that. Yeah, I I think Sid. I don't know if she's gonna do more solo music, but I, I think actually it might be more internet music going forward. I hope so. I hope it's both though. Yeah, I do too. I I love both of them, and yep. yeah, I really enjoy this album, Sid. So dope. Uh, yeah, everybody on that camp is fucking amazing, <laughs> like, flat out. What should I play for the people off here? Let's go with.
1: Good. Fast car. Fast car. I like it. Um, here's a little bit of fast car off Broken Hearts Club uh, from Sid from the Internet.
0: Kiss me like you mm. mean
1: it now. Super 80s, you're right. Right
0: here in the front.
1: On my drive home, that is so good. She's on the Columbia too. She's on what? She's on the Columbia
0: too. Okay, good for her. Like the major boys, like her and uh, the one person that the top from my future that I don't want to mention today because we mentioned them every episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's there's another person we haven't mentioned yet this episode. By the way, I just saw a
0: report (laughs) that that person cleared like 33 million for his last tour. Yeah, which is insane to me. Like. Shout yep. out to him. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and even I'm wearing the fucking, fucking shirt. shirt. <laughs> I was <Yeah>! say, <laughs> even if it doesn't
1: mention it's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's too funny, man. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it just never fails. <laughs> it never fails. Um, well, let's see here. What song should I fucking take them out with? Two that, that is everything we got for them today. Um, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of this To take out in the close there um, One of my favorite artists Actually two of my favorite artists collabed, um on a new song And that would be the jazz Experimental hip hop band Bad Bad Not Good And R&B singer Daniel Caesar um, hey. They have a stu- new song out called Please Do Not Lean And here is a little bit of that And we will catch up with you guys next week Peace, Peace.
0: Sweet Emily, my bride-to-be, just how long will you stand next to me? For we both know it's more than a load for you to bear. It'd break my heart, but I'd understand if you'd feed me for another man with a little less on his mind, less on his plate, less in his brain.